Are you struggling to get your project off the ground? Is the term research a dirty word? Need help finding more resources? Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another Center for Nursing Inquiry podcast. Elizabeth Scala, the research program coordinator here, your host this afternoon. And so we are actually honored and delighted to have an associate editor of the Journal of Emergency Nursing, Cheryl Ra, here on the podcast. We're going to be talking about, you know, publishing in journals and kind of the beginning steps. So Cheryl, thank you for coming to join us on the podcast today. I'm very pleased to be here. Thank you. Awesome. So we are going to jump right in. And I want to ask you, where does a nurse, clinical technician, you know, someone who's looking to publish, where do they start? Talk to us about type of article, journal, those types of things. But where do we begin? First of all, come up with the idea of what you want to publish. If it's a case study, if it's a clinical article, Perhaps you're doing some performance improvement projects and start there. Once you have developed the theme, then think about what journal it would best fit into. So what nurses are you trying to reach and impact? Once you do that, go to a journal or several journals that would fit that criteria and look at their author guidelines. This is so important. Each of the different journals have specific guidelines that you need to follow in regards to the type of article and then also what they're going to put in their journals. So how you do references, the body of the article, depending on what type it is. Perfect. These are great beginning steps. I love the fact that you reminded us to think about our audience, who's going to be reading this, which type of journal, and then going to that website of the journal and looking for the author guidelines. So once you select a journal, what's the next step? So look at the author guidelines, make sure to follow them carefully, then start to develop your article. For instance, if you're doing a performance improvement project, make sure that you check national guidelines, for instance, the Squire 2 guidelines for publishing a performance improvement project. Then once you get the outline of your article developed, go ahead and start filling in the areas that you need. If you're a first-time author, have someone else read it. In fact, have multiple people read it. It's always good to have eyes on. You want to be specific You don't want to write like you're telling a story. You need to be concise and very specific to your point. Yes. And this can be challenging. I can speak from experience. Historically, I like to write more conversationally as you would read a blog post. And writing for a journal, to me, was difficult to make that transition because you're right. The sentence structure is different. You need to be very clear. You need to be very concise. And so writing in that way is different. And agreed, Cheryl, you know, if this is your first time publishing, folks, reach out for help, reach out for editors. And at the Johns Hopkins Hospital, you can contact us with the Center for Nursing inquiry. We are happy to be those extra set of eyes. Even if we aren't content-specific experts, it's kind of nice sometimes to have a non-content expert reading because they're reading more for editing purposes. So excellent. Now, when we go to actually submit, what happens on the other end and, and who's looking at? What does that look like? So my first 
point is to be patient. This takes time. So what happens is you submit your article, the editor in chief will assign it to an associate editor. From that point, we go into the database and choose reviewers. Usually you have about at least three reviewers that have expertise in the area that you've written about. They have about a week to say whether they will review or not, and then they have a time period, usually about two weeks, to do the review. If for some reason you don't hear back from reviewers you requested, or they decide they don't want to review this article, or they don't have the expertise, then you're in this game of trying to get the number of reviewers that you need, and sometimes this can take a while. Once the reviewers are finished, then the associate editor will look at the reviews, will make comments if they want to on the article also, and then almost always you have to do at least some minor revisions. And this is where you sort of have to put on your coat of armor. When the reviewers send you reviews, remember they're just trying to make your article the best it could possibly be. And like you said, they're seeing it from different eyes. And so they may ask questions. They may tell you where you need to make some changes. You then receive that request to revise and you see all of the reviewers' comments. From that point, you can answer their queries or if you disagree with what they've said, then you can say that, but you need to explain why then you can choose to revise or not. And if you choose to revise, you'll have a time period to complete it. And then it comes back into the associate editor again with a detailed list of your responses to the reviewer's inquiries. Excellent. So you mentioned you can respond to the reviewer's comments and you can even decide not to make a change if you explain it. Is there a specific format that editors like, you know, those responses? Like, how do we actually respond to the reviewers? Again, if this was a first time writer, let's say, how are they supposed to actually respond to the reviewers? What's the correct kind of etiquette? Usually it's easiest if you do a table and you put reviewer one and then put their comment and then to the side, you respond either, thank you for that, or explain how you revised it, clarified, reference updated, whatever it is that you did. And then if you disagree, you say, did not update that reference, it's a sentinel paper needed for the, this article. And that's the easiest way to do it is sort of set up a table, go through each of the reviewer's comments and then respond. Absolutely. That's what I've seen before and and was taught to me was super helpful. So again, listeners, if you are interested in publishing and you've submitted to a journal and you've got back those comments, you need help responding. Maddie Whelan, Holly Farley and myself are happy to help you at the Center of Nursing Inquiry do that, you know, structure that table. Well, Cheryl, I think we've come to the end of our time here. Is there any last (laughs) words you'd like to say about publishing? I have two quick points. Uh, One that I forgot earlier was make sure that all your references are up to date. We usually like references to be within the last five years unless they're a Sentinel paper. And then the other thing is if the editors feel that it would take, you wouldn't be able to revise in the time period, they may reject your paper, but say to you, 
please rework this and resubmit. So a rejection doesn't mean it's awful. It just means you probably need more time than the allotted time to revise. Great. Well, great to hear. Actually, that's helpful. I did not know that myself. So Cheryl, again, thank you for your time, for sharing your expertise as your role in associate editor for the Journal of Emergency Nursing. We appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. <laughs> 